Good morning, Steve Dales, Pet World on WGN, with a very special guest this morning who has been involved with the Chicago area shelter community for, I don't know, probably a couple of decades now, even though she doesn't look it. She's only 24 years old, and and she has made such a difference, developing a program, then another program, then another program, all these programs replicated, incidentally, by other cities all over America when she was with Treehouse Humane Society and then went to Chicago Animal Care and Control and made things so much better, as did Susan Russell and others, for the animals languishing in our facility that, well, that's where they go, right? If you have a lost pet, that's where it goes. If you're giving up an animal, that's probably where it lands at Chicago Animal Care and Control. She's now at Heartland Humane Society. We'll talk about that organization. But first, Jenny, I want to talk about what the city and suburbs, there's a coalition. And this is amazing that so many shelters are working together. I want to talk about what this coalition is and what it's all about. Well, great. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning. And yes, this has been a dream of mine for many, many years to see all of the shelters working together. It's not always easy, as you know, to get everyone to get along. And I really feel like that's finally happening. And as you said, I'm only 24, so (laughs) it's only a few years. No, just kidding. It seems much more than a decade that we have been dealing with... um, wanting to work together to find homes for more animals together. So the Chicagoland Humane Coalition has launched the Adopt the Chicago Dog campaign. Explain what a Chicago... I know the kind that comes, you know, on a bun, but that's not what you mean. <laughs> Absolutely. So basically, you know... Believe it or not, it took us a while as a coalition to decide how we are going to define that, right? But we came up with a definition that I think makes it pretty simple. So we're saying that they are canines who are 40 pounds and up, living anywhere in the Chicago region. And basically, we're trying to highlight the dogs that have been overlooked and stigmatized at shelters due to their size and, I say, perceived breed, because a lot of times... We don't actually know what the breed is, but a lot of people would say pit bulls, bully breeds, you know, uh, terrier mixes, that kind of thing. Right. And and what we know through genetic testing is that a dog that has this blocky head appearance and these wide shoulders and you're picturing in your mind or you're even walking by uh, or walking through an animal shelter and you look at that dog and you say, that's a pit bull, probably, or even see a dog on the street and say, that's a pit bull. We call them that, but I don't know what that means because genetically they are mixed breed dogs almost all the time, nearly 100% of the time, literally. We know genetics doesn't lie that these dogs are mixed breed dogs and just have a certain look as a result of years and years of mixing in the mix master, and this is what it comes (laughs) out with. So what we want to do and what you want to do is get these dogs adopted. And it's been a challenge for a couple of different reasons. Housing is one of them, isn't it? Where so many apartments say, we'll accept a dog, but not over 20 pounds. Or, and or, right. you have to pay $200 a month extra, or whatever that is. Right. 
Right. And that's always been a barrier, you know, for people to have any pets, but especially, especially these dogs and especially large dogs. And, you know, there's, so what I always found frustrating is, you know, we'd be doing adoptions, whether at CACC or even here at Heartland where people will want a particular dog, but then they'll mention that they have a breed restriction. So they say, well, I can't have, I love this dog, but I can't have that one because it's a pit bull. And I would say, well, who says it's a pit bull? And then, then they look and they say, well, obviously it's a pit bull. And they said, but not, not really. We don't really know. So I've had many conversations with landlords and things in the past where I've said, you know, I know you're going to look at the dog and you're going to say pit bull, but we're, we're not trying to play around with you. But we really can't say for sure this is a pit bull. And then, you know, the next question is, what percentage of pit bull terrier or American Staffordshire terrier or whatever, what percentage would be acceptable? And when you ask people that, they don't know what to say. Right. And there really is no reason why those dogs that are mixed breed dogs, once again, it's a right. fact. So we cannot say they're pit bulls, but we can say is they're not. So if we did a genetic test, and if the resources were there to do it with all these dogs, what we would find, and it's been done actually over and over in different places around the country and around the world, is that Mm -hmm. these dogs are not what they are perceived to be. So this campaign is to get these large dogs in particular. And it's not only the, the notion that the dog is a pit bull, it's also the size, getting uh, larger right. dogs adopted in a big city environment anywhere in the country is just a bit more challenging. So the notion is we want to get these dogs adopted. And at a time where the shelters around the Chicago area, generally speaking, have too many dogs, correct? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's really sad because we had a moment here in Chicago um, where we've seen the live release going up every year for the last five, six years pre-pandemic and um, in euthanasia rates going down. And then, you know, we had that crazy pandemic time where I know it kind of seems not right to say a silver lining, but I guess if you could say if there was a silver lining, it was for companion animals and they were getting adopted And now, even though it's still debatable whether we say this is a post-pandemic period, but whatever it is, is people are trying to normalize and people are going back to work and and we're seeing more of the same kind of obstacles and problems we had, you know, before we were all kind of just hanging out at home. We are seeing um, pre-pandemic levels of intake again, um, strays. It's not quite as bad, but I think it's unfortunately heading in the right direction, and that's been kind of a rude awakening for all of us who were really excited to see things improve so much, so we're kind of going backwards again. And I think we're going backwards, not because people, and you correct me if I'm wrong, it's not that they're returning as some of my colleagues in the popular press have suggested. It's not that people are returning pandemic puppies left and right, so-called pandemic puppies, or cats. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's, Mm -hmm. in fact, not the case. What we're seeing are a couple of things simultaneously. One, we referred to it a bit, housing issues. That's a huge thing. That's a problem, especially with larger dogs, but even small dogs and cats. It's hard to find a place that has a landlord that says, you're welcome, no problem. That's that's one issue. And, and people who do what you do, Jenny, mm-hmm. I am told 
if you didn't do if you didn't work at an animal shelter, you could work at the University of Chicago in the economics department, predicting <laughs> predicting the economy because you know that there is a relationship between an influx of animals to shelters and whatever is going on with our economy. So that plays a role in all of that too, combined mm-hmm. with the fact that the need, you know, everything is supply and demand and the need isn't quite as great only because so many people did get a dog or a cat during the pandemic. Can can you talk about that a bit? Oh yeah, absolutely agreed. Um, I think there was a big myth and about the pandemic puppies being returned. We're, we're not seeing that per se, but we are, we're just seeing a need in general. And again, with, you know, the economic factors are real. And, you know, for during the pandemic, people were not moving, you know, you couldn't move. Um, there was a moratorium on that and people were not being evicted. And, you know, for, you know it, just so many things contributed to this perfect environment for people to adopt animals, not, but not only adopt animals, but keep their animals. Um, and, and lots of people shifted, services shifted when shelters didn't have as many animals to adopt out. Uh, we shifted to helping support people with supply drives and things like that. And so it was a, a really wonderful period. And unfortunately, as things, you know, quote unquote, back, go back to normal, those normal problems, those pre-pandemic problems are back. And that's why animals are, again, being surrendered. So I, I don't think it's like you said, it's Oh, people are that callous. I think people generally adopt and love their animals, but there are, you know, life happens and sometimes people can't keep them. And um, so that's what we're seeing again. Mm -hmm. So the Chicago dog campaign, go (laughs) go out and get yourself a Chicago dog. Uh, not only the kind that Portillo sells, but go to an animal shelter as well. Is there a website where people can learn more about this? There is. So the coalition put together a site. So um, it's adoptachicagodog.com, and we have a feed of Chicago dogs from all of the coalition members there. And uh, it was so fun this past weekend to launch the campaign. We had pop-up pity parades all over. So Hartman <laughs> was in downtown Arlington Heights with just loving, showing off our wonderful, you know, quote-unquote pit bull dogs. They were friendly. They were walk, walking in a pack. They were greeting everyone, young, old, other dogs. It was really wonderful. So we'll probably be doing more of those. And then um, Hartman will be doing a special Chicago Dog Adoption event. Um, oh, my goodness. Let me just double check. Well, day. I'll tell you what, Jenny. It's, I'll let you look up the day. And I want to talk <laughs> And I want to talk about Hartman. second Saturday of November. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's the second Saturday of November. And we're going to hear... All right, and we're gonna, November thirteenth, and we're going to hear more uh-huh. about Heartland and what Heartland specifically does. You're the executive director. We've got to talk about that, and we will when we come back on WGN. Jenny Schluter-Schleter is the executive director of Heartland Animal Shelter. Uh, Jenny, uh, we talked about Chicago dogs. You get those too, even though Heartland isn't in Chicago. Tell me about Heartland. Well, Heartland is a wonderful little organization um, out in the northwest suburbs. The shelter was for the first 19 and a half years in Northbrook um, alongside the Prizer Animal Hospital. But last November 30th, so almost a year ago, um, Heartland moved to Wheeling, 
And we are right behind the Chicago Executive Airport, so it's kind of cool. You can see planes um, taking off <laughs> and landing all day long. Um, but it's a wonderful, wonderful place. At any given time, there are about 150 animals in our care, dogs and cats, about half in the shelter and half in foster homes currently, although one of my goals is to really, really expand our foster network, so that's something we're working on. But, you know, it's a no-kill shelter. They have been dedicated to taking some of the, I don't know how to explain, you know, special medical and behavioral needs, probably animals that would have slipped through the cracks at um, municipal shelters just because they need a little bit of extra time and care that, you know, many open access shelters can't provide. So it's just a wonderful, loving compassionate place to go um the new shelter is really a beautiful place to adopt an animal and um, we're located in this business park with just all kinds of greenery to walk the dog the cat colony rooms are just completely surrounded by giant windows and bird feeders so the cats have constant um kitty theater and kitty tv to watch it's just a it's just a really lovely place and great work heartland has found homes for almost 15,000 dogs and cats wow. since opening. Hmm. And we are now um, coming upon the 20th anniversary um, of Heartland. So we're celebrating that um, now. Oh, happy anniversary. And you'll be celebrating with a special event around Christmas, right? Yes. We're really excited for the first annual Hearts Aglow Open House. And that's going to be just, you know, you know, Steve, that, the holidays are a time for family, and I think a lot of people feel that pets are part of their family, but when you lose a pet or if, you, you know, if you're a lady of a certain age and you talk too much about your cat, <laughs> people kind of people laugh at you, right? Mm. <laughs> not me, not you. <laughs> right, not us, but sometimes. And so we want to have a celebration that acknowledges especially the pet members of the family around the holiday season, especially the ones that, that you may have lost. And so we have an open house. There will be tours of the shelter, and then there will be a special lighting ceremony, and that's Saturday, December 11th from 3 till 6 here at the shelter. And I can give you the address. And while you're looking at the address or while we're waiting mm-hmm. for that, I understand uh-huh. that uh, someone special is going to be out there uh, helping uh, – Talk about I what? I don't know. Yes. It could be Santa <laughs> and <laughs> or it could be well, Steve Zales. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to dress as Santa, that's for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, I will be out there, and I'm honored to do this, and I'll be apparently reading a very special passage, huh? Yes. You know, it's not like we really, you know, derive any pleasure from making everyone cry, but I think there's <laughs> kind of mixed tears of joy and sorrow for the the Rainbow Bridge poem, the, the well-loved Rainbow Bridge poem that we always use to kind of cap off that, that lighting ceremony where everyone together, and I think that is what makes it so special, is that everyone is there together and everyone can relate to the pain and loss that others feel and the joy of the memories, right? And so when you lose a pet and you're able to share with other people, I think that makes some of that pain 
and go away. And then, of course, all you have to do is come inside and see the shelter animals to cheer up immediately. And true enough. All right. Uh, the address of Heartland Animal Shelter and the website. And then for the Chicago Coalition, I want to give that website again as well. Sure. So um, the Heartland uh, website is heartlandanimalshelter.org. And the address is 586 Powaukee Drive in Wheeling. And then um, for the Chicago Humane Coalition. For a sh- gonna... To adopt the Chicago dog. What, what website? AdoptAChicagoDog.com. Yeah. That's easy. AdoptAChicagoDog.com. Yes. Jenny, I want to thank you and the coalition, all the coalition members, uh, because what we have here is unique in Chicago in so many ways. And one of those ways is which people are not only talking to one another, they're actually working together to benefit the animals. And I thank you all very much for the work that you do. And it's always good to talk to you, Jenny. You too. Thanks so much for having me on. It was great. Thank you. And adopt the Chicago dog, everybody. Adopt the Chicago dog.com. Well, this is a part of WGN history. I've been here at this radio station maybe 26 or 7 years, somewhere in there. And fairly early on when I began to do this radio show, when we were on Saturday nights, I believe at that time, maybe it was Sunday nights, I don't know for sure, Uh, I was asked to ride along with Sergeant Steve Brownstein, I believe. That was his name. That is his name. And uh, the idea was to, okay, what is it like, because he was in the animal crimes unit, to go after dogfighters? And I did. We went into certain communities in Chicago where dogfighting at that time was prevalent. And you, you, even I was able to see, you didn't see the dogfight itself, but you saw the equipment left behind, or you talked to people that were involved in it in one way or another. They weren't directly involved, but they were watching it as if it was watching a baseball game or a basketball game or some such thing. Horrifying, right? Well, since dogfighting has become a felony, We're seeing less of that, Uh, not only because it's a felony, because the courts are saying, well, we are going to enforce it as a felony. Plus, anytime, anytime there's a dogfight, a dogfighting organization, there are drug crimes, there are gun crimes, there's there are all sorts of other crimes or the people are wanted that are involved in this, no surprise, for other crimes as well. Well, this just happened. Just when we thought dogfighting has gone under the radar, it's disappeared. And it probably hasn't in Chicago completely disappeared. I hope it has. Well, in South Carolina, this just happened. 300 dogs, over 300 dogs rescued. Many of those dogs weren't in great shape. A bust was done, the largest in South Carolina state history, conducted with a team of more than 60 Federal and state officers executing 23 search warrants in locations in various places around the state. It seems crazy, right? I mean, what goes into a dogfight is just incredible. The Department of Justice said it seized $40,000 in cash, 30 firearms, various other sorts of evidence related directly to dogfighting, arrested more than 20 people for state-level charges, Hopefully, there will be some federal charges as well, I'm hoping, uh, relating to animal cruelty and dog fighting. And I'll tell you what we also know is that anyone involved with the kind of violence, 
violence that dogfighting is. And we know that statistically, those people, if they get away with the dogfighting, they're not going to get away with other crimes, we hope, because they are going to be involved in other crimes that could be prevented if those people that are dogfighting land in jail for a long time, which in my view is exactly where they belong. We'll talk to you next week, bright and early, here on WGN.